Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of Culture Bites, a production of the Utah Cultural Alliance Foundation. I'm excited to introduce our special guest today, Kristen Rector. Kristen is the executive director of Nova Chamber Music Series. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. Wonderful. Now, before we get started, we again would like to thank Spencer Stokes and Stokes Strategies for hosting us and for Connor Sorensen, our terrific podcast engineer, for his time and efforts in helping us make these various recordings. I'd also like to recognize our various sponsors that make these podcasts possible and available to you, which include GoEd through Shopping Utah Grant, the Visit Salt Lake, the Sam and Diane Stewart Foundation, the Utah Division of Arts and Museums, the Utah Department of Heritage and Arts, Zoo Arts and Parks, Union Pacific, Zions Bank, Artworks for Kids, the George S. and Dolores Story Echoes Foundation, the Lawrence T. and Janet T. D. Foundation, Adobe, the Beasley Foundation, Orem Care, Salt Lake City Arts Council, Utah Humanities, Downtown Salt Lake City Alliance, the NowPlayingUtah.com, and our various 100 club members and UCA membership. So Kristen, can you tell our listeners a little about yourself and how the arts and humanities have influenced your life? Sure. Um, so I am, I am myself, I am not um, a musician or an artist. I'm, I'm one of those people who I, I love to be a part of, you know, experiences that are bigger than myself um, and, uh, you know, supporting people. Uh, Supporting people who have the talents um, that are that are rich in the you know arts and, and humanities. Um, I uh, I came to Utah um, to work for the 2002 Olympics and um, got um, you know immersed in the community here and uh, just came to appreciate you know all the wonderful arts and humanities experience and offerings that we have and that not only. Um, not only the uh, opportunities that there are, but the people that are a part of that. And um, and I think um, one of the things that I that I find it really enriching about arts and humanities is just it's a way that we connect. It's a way that we share stories. It's a way that we um, get through you know different circumstances um, or events in our lives um, because we maybe share um, you know a common experience around music or around arts or um, we read something that moves us um, and resonates with us and then we find someone else you know who has that same uh, resonation around something and um, so I, I think it's a arts and humanities connect us and and enrich our lives and um, you know I think allow us to be resilient allow us to be thoughtful um, and just better human beings. <laughs> well, thank you for that. We we definitely definitely agree with that at Utah Cultural Alliance. We firmly believe that the arts and humanities enrich all of our lives, not only from an economic standpoint, from but from a social well-being standpoint. That it is vital Absolutely. to every one of us. So, thank Absolutely. you very much for that. Sure. So, on Nova's website. It states that Nova Chamber Music Series is dedicated to presenting thoughtful and innovative chamber music programs performed by the finest resident musicians of Utah to ultimately serve Utah audiences, Utah artists, the music art form itself, 
and the next generation. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what this statement means to you and how it influences what the organization does? Absolutely. Um, it means, for me personally, it means it's several different things, but, but that what it does is that serves to roll up to what our mission is, which is to, um, you know, celebrate the vast, very, very vast chamber music repertoire. Um, and um, to deliver that repertoire um, you, using um, Utah's very own, you know, uh, resident artists um, who, uh, who we are fortunate to draw from, you know, some of the finest um, uh, classical music organizations across the state um, and allows us to uh, commission new works, um, um, offer educational programs around, around chamber music and um, also have, you know, recordings of, of our performances. Um, but I think for me, one of the things that, um, that NOVA does um, is it, of course, it benefits our audiences and, and, um, and but I have found that uh, in my involvement with the organization that it provides a treasured artistic outlet for our independent musicians. Um, and then it also creates a culture and community in which um, musicians here in Utah know that they can, they have an outlet or an opportunity to stretch their talents and really push their artistry to its limits. Um, one of the things that um, our, uh, I mean, Nova was founded by musicians and um, and uh, as a way uh, to create that outlet to to stretch their talents. And so the ways that our audiences have benefited from that is they've had an opportunity to see world premieres, Utah premieres, um, and maybe even uh, pieces that they might not otherwise be able to see um, because there is that outlet for our music directors and for our musicians that are on the NOVA program to perform pieces uh, that that might not uh, they might not otherwise have the opportunity to perform. Well, thank you, Kristen, for that that insight into what this statement means to you and your organization and how NOVA really serves uh, both the audience and the musicians that, that yeah. you cater to and who you present. So thank you. Uh, one thing that I that I noticed on your website, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the NOVA podcast and what they can expect when tuning in? Sure. So the Nova podcast is our newest way of connecting with our audience. And honestly, what um, what can be expected is that it will probably change from episode to episode. Uh, Nova has some really beautiful recording in our archives. And uh, one of our board members, uh, Mike, Michael Carnes, who also happens to be a composer and audio engineer um, and a photographer as well, um, he's been serving um, uh, very generously as an archivist remasterer. So a lot of the episodes that um, that are featured today feature recordings from those archives. Um, so it might be some things that are some of the audience favorite favorites in terms of past performances from NOVA concerts. And um, when we premiered Rising Tide, we did a series of episodes where we discussed the intersection of science and art 
especially the role that musicians and artists have in raising awareness on environmental issues. Um, and then recently we've been uh, presenting interviews with some of the artists involved in our spring concert series. Uh, so composer Joan Tower was just on. And then in our next um, episode, uh, pianist Jason Harding talks about the importance of discovering new musical voices from different walks of life. Um, we've also had an opportunity to present a couple of brand new performances on the podcast. So uh, bassoonist Lori Wick brought us music by Ed Bland and uh, Jason Harding uh, recorded an hour long piano concerto featuring music by uh, Beethoven, Be ugh, excuse me, Beethoven and uh, Brittany Green. Well, that's fantastic. That sounds like an exciting podcast to tune in. So Absolutely. for anyone listening, please make sure to head to their website, uh, uh, Nova Chamber Music Series, and you can listen to the Nova podcast. That sounds like some wonderful things to digest. You you mentioned uh, Rising Tide, which is kind of my next question. Uh, it This project debuted on October 25th, 2020, last year, mm -hmm. um, right when we're, you know, kind of getting into the thick of things within the fall, uh, a timeline of the pandemic. And so can you speak to what this project was uh, about just a little bit, a little bit more, and what sure. it meant for the organization and for your audiences? Absolutely. So um, Rising Tide, the Crossroads Project is actually, um, it is a, um, it's a project that the, our music directors, the Fry Street Quartet, have been delivering um, as live um, experiences um, over many, over several years. Um, it's a multidisciplinary uh, performance piece that addresses issues of glo global sustainability, with a combination of uh, what we like to call performance science. So mixed with really beautiful, vivid imagery and um, some really powerful music. Um, it's um, uh, the Fry Street Quartet, um, which is, they're one of the members of the creative team um, and Dr. Robert Davies, who's a physicist up at Utah State University, have found that arts uh, serve to make the impact of the information that science is telling us more powerful and more visceral. Kind of goes back to, you know, what does, you know, to me, what does arts and humanities mean to me in terms of how it's influenced my life? It's again, that connection and, and uh, um, allowing for a different kind of conversation, I think, too, and a, a way to um, experience scientific information yeah, in, a, I guess, a more emotional way. Um, so the music that's on the program was uh, specifically commissioned um, uh, by a New York-based composer, Laura Kaminsky. And then there's also additional music by Haydn and Janicek that's featured on it. Um, there's some, we have some visual artists that are, that are part of the project, uh, some paintings by Rebecca Allen, and then um, several photojournalists also contributed to the project. Uh, Garth Lenz, Lou Guang, and um, Edward Bertinsky. And um, as you noted, we premiered it, um, the film version of it um, uh, in October. But it, the project originally had its premiere 
I think I mentioned about several years, but it was um, in 2012. And uh, those live performances uh, have been delivered to over 12,000 audience members in three different countries. Um, and one of the things that the the Fry Street, you know, quartet um, saw was this opportunity during the pandemic to create a film version of it. So they had they had always talked about maybe filming, you know, a live performance of it, but um, the pandemic really allowed them to do more of yeah a film production that now can live and breathe and people can watch it, you know, at any time. Um, well, so they were really, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, especially, you know, that correlation between science and the arts and what exactly can they complement with one another and really better enrich, help people to understand that's, that's mm -hmm. a fascinating insight and not a lot of people, you know, get to experience. So that's, that's wonderful that, that you're able to do that as part of Rising Tide. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, uh, with the time that we have left, uh, bring up the Spring 2021 Chamber Music Series. I, re I see that it recently kicked off. Can you give us some insight into uh, what exactly has been done to bring this series to life and uh, what the significance of it of being digital still is? Sure. So um, I we talked a little bit at the at the top of the or when we before we got on the recording, but um, uh, Chris Myers was due to join us today, and he wasn't able to because he's off uh, shooting the segments um, featuring our host Jeff Counts. And um, uh, so we, this is something for us in terms of op doing our um, you know virtual offerings and the recordings that we're doing um, has been uh, some some a way that Nova has really grown as an organization. Um, and we we uh, I just I need to offer out um, a very uh, a moment of gratitude um, where we've been so fortunate um, for the tremendous partnership that has developed uh, with the wonderful staff and artisans um, at the King College of Arts at the at Utah State University. Uh, their production services are just state of the art. Um, their team's expertise and excellence in in everything that they're um, helping us to to um, to produce and to deliver to our audiences. So, uh, one of the things that I think um, our audi our audiences can you know can uh, benefit from and and they can uh, know that that uh, we are going to deliver those high quality performances by Utah's finest musicians. Um, and I, I think our concerts, the spring concerts are, again, one of those, a nice example of how, um, how NOVA provides that outlet for Utah artists, um, for them to perform things that they might not, um, they might not have the opportunity to do, or it might not fit into, you know, kind of that traditional classical concert programming. So we wanted, of course, um, to make sure that we're continuing to provide very, very quality experiences. Um, and so um, uh, the uh, Price Street Quartet was able to, uh, as they were preparing the programming, reach out to the musicians that are featured on the program and, um, and uh, kind of collaborate and talk through what might, you know, 
what are those pieces that um, would uh, that you've wanted to perform but maybe haven't had an opportunity to do so? And um, uh, many of them are are solo performances um, because of you know just the guidelines around uh, being able to to uh, film up at Utah State. And so the result is is that we have this really wonderful diverse collection of music. Uh, we, of course, have Beethoven and Bach, but over half of the composers on these concerts are still alive. Uh, and more than half of those living composers are uh, women of color, uh, people of color, I should say, and women. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, you know, chamber music is very much an art form that's vibrant and alive. And it's it's been exciting to see what new voice voices artists will be bringing um, to these uh, to these programs that are coming up. So we're really excited to uh, share this with our audiences. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you uh, very much for, for speaking with us today about Nova Chamber Music Series and specifically about what you said about providing a, a platform and a new, a new opportunities for various musicians that may not necessarily have had that opportunity before. So thank you, I really appreciate your time. Uh, Thank Christina, you. it has been a absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Likewise, uh, Ernesto. <laughs> Thank you, and I and I hope you have a marvelous rest of your day. Thank you, and you do the same. Thank you. Okay. To our listeners, thank you very much for tuning into our podcast. If you didn't know, our culture conversations are moving to a monthly format on the third Tuesday of each month. Be sure to register for that by going to utahculturalalliance.org forward slash events. And as always, keep a lookout for the next episode of Culture Bites anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, that's a wrap.